When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. It is official. Trade season is underway. The Flyers kicked it off with a monster move on Monday night in the midst of a game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, sending away their top prospect, Cutter Gauthier, to the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Jamie Drysdale and a second-round pick. We talked about that on yesterday's show. Very interesting story developing in Philadelphia. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out when Cutter Gauthier does eventually make it to the NHL level. He's 19 years old right now, so that's something to monitor just from a, a purely entertainment standpoint. But with the deadline now under 60 days away, Daily Faceoff has released their first trade bait board which is 25 names of players that are either rumored to be on the move this season or could be on the move this season considering their current situations. The only Pittsburgh Penguin that made that list was Jake Gensel. We've talked at length about Jake Gensel's current situation with the Pittsburgh Penguins. It came out last week from David Pagnota of the fourth period that he is willing to wait this out because he wants to see what the future of the Pittsburgh Penguins is both in the short term and in the long term. So he makes the list simply because of the situation the Pittsburgh Penguins could be in with him coming towards the trade deadline in early March. But there is one notable addition from the outside that piqued my interest almost immediately. That's Ottawa Senators defenseman Jacob Chikrin. Yes, that is the same Jacob Chikrin that the Pittsburgh Penguins were in on until very late in deadline season last year. Someone that I maintain was plan A for Ron Hextall in the Pittsburgh Penguins front office last season. When he went to Ottawa, to me, it seemed like the Penguins scrambled and ended up wasting that cap space on Mikael Granlin. But hey, we forgive and we forget. Not really, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have already moved past Mikael Granlin. That was part of, obviously, the Eric Carlson deal this past summer. But an interesting note, the Penguins weren't the only team that were in on Jacob Chikrin last year. So too were obviously the Ottawa Senators who ended up acquiring him. The LA Kings were big in on Jacob Chikrin and will probably be big in on him again if he does go to the market. But also the Toronto Maple Leafs last year. And then general manager of the Leafs, Kyle Dubas. They were in on him as well last year. So not only is there a connection between the Pittsburgh Penguins organization wanting to go after Jacob Chikrin in the past year, but also Kyle Dubas, the new general manager and president of Hockey Ops. So that makes this 
Very interesting seeing his name on this list. He was 10th of 25. Ottawa seems to be in a mode where they need something to happen. They're a young team. They had high expectations coming into this season, and it has not gone as expected. They've spent the majority of the year in last place in the Eastern Conference, and the sentiment I'm seeing out there is they need to move on from one of Jacob Chikrin or Thomas Shabbat. Now, Thomas Shabbat's contract is much larger, much more inflated, and much more difficult to move, making Chikrin the more movable asset, why he made the trade bait list, and, and why the speculation has started to kick up. According to Frank Saravalli, they're not actively shopping Chikrin, but they've taken calls on him, and they haven't ruled him off the table. So it makes it an interesting selling point there for, for multiple reasons, as we'll get into. Last year, the Ottawa Senators acquired him for a first and two second round picks from the Arizona Coyotes. You would have to imagine that when you're flipping a player less than a year after acquiring him, that price has to come down. The only thing that makes me think that it wouldn't is what's forcing them to trade Jacob Chicken right now. Doesn't seem like there's very much of anything. Yes, they need more from a lot of areas of their team. They have a lot of good young talent, but it just hasn't been able to mesh. So something needs to change. But he has one year left on his deal after this season, so he's not a pending unrestricted free agent. It's not move him or lose him at this stage of the game. And it's $4.6 million, which makes it a little easier to fit under the cap for the Ottawa Senators, despite them being up against it. But I'm not exactly sure why he would be the guy they'd go after. The sentiment that I've seen online is scrolling through on Twitter, scrolling through some of the articles, is that Jacob Trichton hasn't had a bad season. Defensively, offensively, he's been all right. He leads their defenseman in ice time. Far and away, he has over 100 more minutes of five-on-five -five ice time than anybody else on that blue line. He plays the power play. He plays the penalty kill. He's only 25 years old. So I'm not exactly sure where it's coming from. I understand that something needs to change up in Ottawa. But if Jacob Trickren is on the market, the Pittsburgh Penguins would be smart to, at the very least, inquire, especially for a team in the Penguins who has been reported to be on the lookout for help on the blue line. Jacob Chikrin might be a bigger fish than they were looking to catch, but if it comes into your fishing net, you're not going to throw it back if it's a, if, it, if it's Jacob Chikrin, right? If, if he falls into your lap, which I'm not saying he will, but if he is there and he is affordable and he is willing to come to your team because he also has some trade clauses, why wouldn't you at least kick the tires on it? You would have to imagine that the Penguins are going to end up doing at least that. The catch last season was the Arizona Coyotes didn't want salary back. So if the Sens have the same mindset, they don't want salary back. They're up against the salary cap. The Penguins would be in a similar boat. They'd have to sell off to create space and then maybe trade an asset back to the Ottawa Senators that they would want. You're going to have to do cash in, cash out because the Penguins don't have salary cap space either. I'll talk about a couple of players later in this episode who I think could be that cash out option if you're looking to get Jacob Chikrin. But let's talk about Chikrin a little bit more in depth here. 25 years old, like I mentioned, left shot defenseman, very high offensive upside simply because of his shot. He's a shoot first defenseman. Put him on a line with Eric Carlson, who is 
he can shoot the puck. He's more a facilitator. That might turn into a lot of offense from your blue line. But also, he has decent defensive metrics, which is something that the Pittsburgh Penguins right now are in heavy need of is defenders who can defend. Jacob Trickern is not a shutdown defenseman, but he certainly levels above what you've gotten from Ryan Graves at this point as a top four defenseman. So I think it would be an improvement on that end as well. He's always played at the bottom of the standings. He's always played on teams that are finishing in the bottom of the standings, spending the majority of the beginning of his career with the Arizona Coyotes, now moving over to the Ottawa Senators, who have also struggled to find any success. Put him on a good team with good teammates where he doesn't have to be the guy. What does he look like? Usually that ends up being a positive. Usually that ends up being this guy looks better in that situation. He's a big body, six foot two, 210 pounds, immediately becomes the second biggest defenseman on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And more importantly, he uses that size in the net front, which is something that I know a lot of the people that in the comment section of our YouTube at Inside the Penguins, a lot of people on our Twitter at Tip of the Iceberg, they all say they want people to clear out the net front. They want a more physical presence. That's why everybody loved John Ludwig when he's healthy right now. But Jacob Chikrin brings a lot of the similar aspects. He uses his size in the net front. He's not by any means a big Jacob Truba going to knock somebody's head off guy, but he plays his position fairly soundly. I wouldn't say that he is, again, not a, a wholesale defensive defenseman. He is more so an offensive defenseman, but he does have decent defensive metrics. Now, on the Penn side of things, they would have a lot of money tied up in their left defense and in defense in general. They're spending a little bit more money on defense this year than they did last year, and their defensive metrics have been lower this season. You look at what they're spending right now. It is a lot. They're not getting, really, they're not getting their money's worth in a lot of areas, especially when you look at $4.5 million to Ryan Graves. That would be another $4.5 million in on the left side, and you'd have three, $4 million defensemen racking down your left side, which is not a great thing, but you could clear out a significant contract in the deal that helps you fit it under the cap. It might not be on defense, but it helps you get under the cap and it helps you improve the defense. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Two players that I'm keeping my eye on this year at the trade deadline. Riley Smith in his first year with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Recently demoted to the third line, so who knows where his actual worth is around the league, what his value is around the league, but he has a $5 million cap hit and a modified no-trade clause. Another name I'm keeping my eye on, and he's performed better. He's 10 points in the last 10 games since coming back from injury. He's been huge on the Pittsburgh Penguins' first line, but I'm still keeping my eye on Ricard Raquel. Another $5 million cap hit and a modified no-trade clause. That's an 18. The hope would be if you trade one of these two guys in this move. Your blue line gets better with Chikrin. Graves gets sheltered for the rest of the season, maybe even next season because Chikrin has a year left on his deal. You shelter him till he can get his feet underneath him at the very least. And the hope would be that one of Drew O'Connor or Valtteri Pusnin steps up in the absence of one of Smith or Raquel. 
To me, Raquel is the bigger loss because Raquel brings a lot to you on the power play, whereas Smith has played some penalty kill, has played decently at 5-on-5 at the beginning of the season, but has struggled for the last 30 games. You know, you're losing something in that deal, and Raquel's probably the more attractive option for Ottawa at this point. But also, it comes in to what they want back in return. Do they want Ricard Raquel, who has four years left on his deal at $5 million after this season? Probably not. Would they want a Riley Smith? Maybe. Maybe they want a Riley Smith simply because his contract ends after next season. So it's going to be intriguing to see what Ottawa wants in return. Again, they traded a first and two seconds for him. That price has to go down. It has to go down. And if it's not going to go down, they're just floating him out there to see if they can get a really good return and then not actually going to trade him. But at the end of the day, if you bring in Chikrin, I think it solidifies the defense to a level where it needs to be solidified too. You have Pedersen and Latang as your top pairing. You put Chikrin next to Eric Carlson, and you leave Ryan Graves on the third pairing with either Chad Ruedel, who he's performed better with over the last couple of games, or when John Ludwig comes back, you put Graves and Ludwig together on the third pairing. Would probably need to find another bottom six guy at the deadline if this is the case. That would probably be what's missing. But at the end of the day, this all hinges upon if the Penguins are confident enough in Drew O'Connor or Valtteri Pustinen or somebody else in the organization to step up and be a top six winger. Right now, O'Connor's in that position. He played well since December 23rd, and he got pushed up into that top six. He played well on Monday in his in his first game back up in that area, back on Evgeny Malkin's line. So if you're confident that he can do that for the back half of the season and, and what you're hoping is a playoff run, then maybe you do pull the trigger on this. You solidify that defense. You get a little bit bigger. You get a little bit harder to play against, as Mike Sullivan likes to say. It's an interesting concept. It's an interesting move, and it's certainly an interesting name that when I saw it on the trade board, I said, that's going to be a name that I'm keeping my eye on. There hasn't been a lot of options when it comes to people that are considered to be available this season that I think have been really good fits for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Obviously, they've been tied to looking at Ilya Labushkin, of the Anaheim Ducks, but this to me is the best fit. It is the the best way you could answer your defense that's currently on the market is Jacob Chikrin. That is right now shoots immediately up to the number one name on my list going forward for the next 59 days. Will somebody else supplant him? Potentially. Will the Pittsburgh Penguins even be in on him? Who knows? But the history shows that the Penguins organization and Kyle Dubas have had interest in Jacob Chikrin as little as, what is it, January now, as little as 10 months ago. So we'll see what happens with that. It's an interesting name. Time will tell if they want to get reinvolved, but he's certainly the best fit that's been floated out as being potentially available for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or you can find us anywhere you get your podcast from by just searching Tip of the Iceberg. That's it for this one. We'll see you guys next time.